0: What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to a special episode of FML Talk. We are celebrating Galentine's Week here on FML Talk, and it is a really good. Episode Morgan Willett, who you might know from winning Big Brother, being on X on the Beach, and the challenge, is here to give us an exclusive interview for the first time about her very public breakup. So sit back, grab the bottle of fucking rosé, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my! God. Wait, how old was the other girl? Nineteen. You believe us? Yet? Hey, this hey. is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. Interest- He did what 48 hours? Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. You guys, I'm so excited for you to hear this episode today. Whether you celebrated Valentine's Day with a partner or with your girlfriends or at home in a fucking bubble bath reading Eat Pray FML. I love it all. And we are continuing that girl power theme for this week's episode. Morgan and I met in the most random and ridiculous way. And I just think she is such a bright light who is really trying to do some good in this world. I cannot wait for you all to hear this story. So let's jump into the interview. Morgan Willett, welcome to FML Talk, girl. Oh my God, thank you for having me. I'm so fucking excited for you to be here. I'm so excited. I'm a little, I'm, I just started sweating the second you said my name. I'm like, <laughs> it's here <heavy>. we go. <laughs> Buckle in. Um, yeah, this is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. You haven't publicly really opened up about the stuff that you went through in a very public fashion i might add right yeah everything
1: was public i live my life on social media um i've i've opened up here and there with what i felt comfortable sharing on my instagram story i work you know i'm i'm an influencer of sorts so yeah. <laughs> everything i do is on social media so i felt like you know i need to let people in but it's been weighing pretty heavily on my chest to where I don't know. I felt like I needed to say something because the silver lining to you know everything is I've been able to help
0: people and I want to be able to help more people. So yeah. this, felt, this felt right yeah. at the time. Yeah. So many people I know that listen to this show are going to benefit from hearing your story and hearing how you've kind of navigated through that. So I'm honored that you chose this show <sighs> to do that. I'm thankful. Well, you're letting me be here and sitting in this <laughs> cute chair and this cute set. I love it. So you and your ex mm-hmm. are in the public eye.
1: Yes, people <laughs>
0: people know you from some MTV shows. Um, you started actually on Big Brother, correct? Correct. Okay, so you went from Big Brother to
1: went from Big Brother. So I was fresh out of college, the ripe age of twenty two. <laughs> when I, um went on Big Brother against, you know, my parents' wishes. They're like, get a get a job, get a 401k. <laughs> like, you just graduated with a degree. And I'm like, I'm going on Big Brother. So I did that. I ended up winning, which was wild. Um, did not expect that from there. You know, moved to LA, did the whole thing. And then I went on MTV's X on the Beach, <laughs> which is... Like, the it, it's the...
0: That's a grimy one. Like, it's, like, known for being, like...
1: Wasn't oh. my favorite experience <laughs> right. I've ever gone through. I... I tried to avoid bringing that up, even though I know it's part of my story and everyone's like, well, we found you from X on the Beach and we loved you. And I'm like, thank you. But I still don't need to relive those yes, days yes. Um, at all. So then right after X on the Beach, like three days after
0: we wrapped filming that, I went to go film The Challenge. Okay. And that was my last my last show I did. Yeah. And so The Challenge, everybody that knows me knows I'm like a reality TV junkie, Um love The Bachelor. You know, that's my jam. I love to just zone out with some mindless reality TV. But The Challenge has been one of my favorites since like it started airing. And I'm good friends with Tori Deal. So like the whole, you know, the whole challenge world, I I know quite well at this point. Um, And you and your ex met on The Challenge. So when the breakup happened, it was highly publicized. Um, You know, if you watch that show, you know, who he is. Like mm-hmm. he's pretty big in the MTV world. So Tay and I are on vacation in Hawaii and I wake up to an e-news post on my Instagram saying Morgan Willett and you know her ex so-and-so <laughs> um, who shall rename nameless on this show um, have broken up and I click the post and I'm like oh my god you know because I, I remember watching you guys on that season and I go to stock your Instagram, and lo and behold, the first fucking <laughs> photo on your feed is at the Hyatt Regency in Maui. And I'm like, Tay, whoa, she's <laughs> at, she's here. We're at the same hotel. And then I scroll through that carousel post, and there's a photo that you took from probably your balcony or whatever of the pool. And I zoom in and Tay and I are sitting on a fucking lounge chair. And I'm like, Tay, we're in the photo that she's posted. Like, this is ridiculous. So I DM Tori and I'm like, girl, <laughs> th- this is the craziest situation. I start like telling her like, you know, about like, I woke up, I saw the post, I looked at her thing. And Tori's like, holy shit, dude. I heard about their breakup and immediately DM'd her and was like, you need to read Eat, Pray, FML.
1: It was the craziest, ex- like just experience It all happened so quickly, too. Like the breakup was a shitstorm. I, you know, was in Hawaii trying to enjoy my family vacation. It was very difficult um, getting that news and leaving 12 hours later. Um, So I was just trying to get through. I was grasping at anything. I was looking for signs everywhere. If a sunset, you know, showed up, I'd be like, this is a sign. Like I pray (laughs) for this. Like God's telling me I'm going to be okay. I was just looking everywhere just to know I was going to get through it. So then when I got Tori's DM, I was like, okay, like there's this book, this will help. It's in my Amazon cart, <laughs> hadn't purchased it yet. I wasn't gonna pull the plug just yet, but I was like, it's in the cart. Then I'm randomly scrolling through my message requests, which, you know, shouldn't have been doing that because everyone's saying, stay off Instagram. It's better for your mental health. Well, we're human. Yeah. Um, You're gonna go through it regardless. I was, I shouldn't have been, but I was, and you popped up. And of course I see the blue check and I'm like, okay, She's probably very normal. She's probably not spewing hate at me. She's probably not asking me inappropriate questions or details. So I opened it and you were saying that you were at the Hyatt. And I literally like looked at my mom and dad. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. The book that I'm about to buy, she's messaging me, the author. She's at this hotel. It was just so insane. And in that moment, I was like, okay, you're going to be okay. Here's your sign. Read the book she's gonna help guide you. My, my fairy godmother is gonna help me through this process. Like she's at the same resort in the freaking
0: photo. Like it had to be some some this higher weird, purpose. Weird fate. Weird fate, for sure. Um. And anyway, so we had left and then you and I ended up connecting back in LA and going to lunch and I just adore you. But so, so take me back to, you've gone on X on the beach. You go on the challenge. It's kind of like this whirlwind of reality show thrust into the spotlight. How does it begin with you and your ex from there? So
1: I was on as a rookie, um, had not watched the challenge. I think that was mistake number one. <laughs> but I had been on X on the Beach. They, you get a call. I've heard of the challenge. I'm athletic. I'm fit. My goal was to go on that show and compete. I'm like, hell yeah. I want to show people what I can do. Not really realizing it's less about competing and more about, you know, kind of the drama and the hookups and the lies and the deceit. I was in way over my head, to say the least. But I had never really seen the show. So I had heard of, you know, the characters and the, the cast members. I had heard of my ex, but I didn't really know that much. And I just remember before I left, my sister kind of gave me a breakdown. She's a big reality TV fan. Love too. Love She's Love like, that. She's of a Venn diagram <laughs> literally a was like Literally, a chart um, of a and their of everyone And I remember she was like, you know what? Just stay away from him. Um, does has a lot of, you know, enemies, all that stuff. Oh, so Uh, she like pre-warned you. A little bit. Yes. Interesting. So gave me like a little cheat sheet on everyone, you know, who's won the most, who's in alliances. I'm like, Alex, what the hell? Like, I'm just going, I'm gonna compete and I'm gonna do really good. <laughs> lasted two episodes. So like, like that, spoiler alert, I did not do alert, really good. I did not do well. Um I don't think it was my fault, but essentially we gotta pick our partners and you can go watch the episode. I'm not gonna break down like I want a puzzle and I did really well. You right. can go watch. <laughs> but I gotta pick and I ended up picking him because in my head, he's won the most out of everyone. Yeah. I wanna win. Um, why don't I just pick the guy who's won the most? It made sense to me at the time. I still stand behind that decision. Everyone's like, Oh, your life would be so different. Had you chosen someone else, you might not be in a relationship. You might've saved yourself the heartache. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But I also, I would not be sitting in this chair talking to you. I would not be living the life that I live. I don't know where I'd be, what I'd be doing, but, I wholeheartedly believe everything happens for a reason and Big I time. picked him as a partner and we didn't do well because my sister was right and he had a lot of enemies.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for people that are living under the rock and don't watch the fucking challenge, I don't know what you're doing with your Wednesday <laughs> nights, but I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't watch it. <laughs> um, it's like, it's highly entertaining, but it is. So this individual is very well known, has been on that show for like decades plus at this point um, and is you know a really good competitor has won mm-hmm. a significant amount of times but also yeah has a lot of drama and shit with people on the show right so it was like a i'm going to pick a winner but also you're getting all the baggage that comes with it which i was unaware of i right. just
1: assumed well if and i'm coming from big brother where if you win you're pretty well liked cuz mm-hmm. normally the house votes for you or in my case america voted for me so i was like okay well if he's won so
0: much what did you well, how did you do on big brother i won Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not, I'm not a big brother person. You won yeah. big brother. Wow. A fun tidbit of information. Oh my information. God. I'm like significantly more impressed with you now, Morgan. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Okay. Fun. Yeah. That was, that's a fun, fun fact. Cause I, I stumbled upon that show was not expecting to win. I was on it with my sister. Another fun fact. Um, she was a super fan. I was, you know, the idiot fresh out of college. She was like, sounds like a great idea and a great way to not work a nine to five. Right. <laughs> um, and I ended up winning. So oh my God, again, amazing. fate led me to California, which led me to MTV, which led me to relationship, which led me to this, this chair right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I stand behind picking him as a partner. We got eliminated. I think after two weeks, which was short, I was very hard on myself, very disappointed because I don't know. I've, I felt like I had a lot to prove. I'm, very type a I put a ton of pressure on myself to be perfect and to perform and to you know go home so early especially when I was the only cast member from my show who was Mm. brought over to the challenge I was like oh my god I was devastated so I think he felt bad because it was it was his fault like (laughs) we got eliminated I had really no say in anything it was kind of the vets game at that point yeah um so he asked you know do you want to go travel it's kind of on MTV's time let's go explore the world what else are we going to do and at that time I was like that sounds great. Yeah, I don't want to go home and tell my friends and family I got eliminated so early and I'm right. back. Um, yeah, I'll go travel the world with the complete
0: stranger. Now looking back on it, seems a little bizarre. Were you, were you guys not like hooking up at that point? No. Oh, wow. So no. this was literally just like travel bud. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So,
1: and at the time, and there's a crazy backstory to this, and I know people like to bring it up, but at the time I had ended X on the Beach, you know, in like a TV relationship with someone um, and then going on to the challenge, it was such a quick turnaround that I was like, I don't know what to do. I should have had the conversation with that person. Yeah. Um, because I think in the back of my mind, I'm like a TV relationship. It's not real. Like, you know, it wasn't going to work in the real life, but I didn't. I went on the show. So I was kind of battling with what am I going to do with that when I get home? And now I've got this guy um, that I'm traveling with. It was just a whole situation. I was young. I was 23, I was not good at communicating. I learned a lot from that. Mm -hmm. I ended up ending it with that person and then traveling with, you know, my partner from the show, my ex. Um, Do I have regrets? Yeah. I probably didn't handle it the best that I could, but again, I'm here. I believe everything happens for a reason. I think life is about learning from your mistakes. And I think I did. And I think I'm doing the work to continually be a better person Whatever, whatever. So we traveled together for those two weeks and I got to know him out of TV, out of um, the guy you see in front of the camera. And I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I really liked that person. It was very different because I think on the show I was intimidated. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. And he always kind of pushed my buttons and I just didn't know how to react to that. I'm like, ah, you make me nervous. Well, he's a very big personality. Very big personality. And- At least on TV in real life as well. Um, (laughs) don't be fooled by that, but it was just intimidating for me. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what his intentions with me. I think I'm just a guarded person. And I had heard, you know, past stories of, you know, he's gotten with certain cast members and all that. So I was just very guarded. I had walls up. I didn't want him in those in my little box. And then traveling, I was able to kind of let my guard down. I still, and he would make fun of me. He's like, "You slept on the edge of the bed." Like the furthest possible point Wait, away from him. so you guys him. didn't
0: hook up while you were traveling?
1: Towards <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> towards the end. Yes, you know, <laughs> two weeks on the road, you get to know each other. Right, right. Um but at first I just I wanted to travel, but I was I was so nervous. I yeah. don't know why. And even looking back I'm like, "Why were you so guarded?" I don't know. Maybe my heart. Well, what was fucking trying to,
0: intuition being yeah, like, bitch, this is about to blow up your fucking life. Something like that. <laughs> or
1: I don't know what was happening, but cause normally I'm like a pretty open person, but whatever. So I got to know him and then we got home and we just kind of never stopped seeing each other. Um, I live in LA. He's in orange County. It's a short drive. Um, and yeah, the rest is kind of history from there. We ended up dating about, I don't know. I'd have to like go look at the timeline. I'm sure someone on Reddit is going to tell me the timeline when they listen to this. <laughs> oh, Reddit. I'm sure you know. The but depths of the internet. <laughs> like around two and a half years of like a serious committed
0: relationship. Okay. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. This relationship and this person to you, like, was this your forever? I.
1: That's hard for me to answer because I, I do think so. Um, and part of me wants to lie and be like, no, <laughs> no it wasn't. Own, um, own
0: that. That that's like, yeah, something really important to you know, the downfall of a relationship and the breakup when like you think that that's your person and you guys have had those moments where you're like, oh shit, this is like, this Mm -hmm. is it.
1: And I think that's what makes it so hard for me because I poured everything that I possibly could into this. I gave my heart, my soul. I would have jumped off a cliff for this guy. I really believed this was it. I've never felt that way about someone. And I think that's, you know, that's why I, four months later, I'm still struggling so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't speak for him. Do I? I don't know if he wanted, you know, marriage or that with me. But if he would have asked me <laughs> um, to marry him, I would have said yes in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I'm kind of embarrassed saying that because I'm like, should I judge myself? Whatever. I'm literally just being honest. Like, that's how much I felt for him. Yeah. Um, And it didn't work out. And.
0: Yeah, that's hard. Uh, so let's let's dig into that. What what were the first kind of red flags that popped up in your relationship that you now looking back on it? You're like, oh, that was waving in my face and I fucking ignored it. Right. Um. There was a lot. And I mean, before I dig into this, I, I do want to just
1: preface that. You know, I'm I'm not coming on the podcast to to bash someone. I think people, you know, when they hear reality TV, it's like tea and receipts yeah. and lies, manipulation, get attention. I'm like, that's not my intention at all. That's you know, that's not my character, that's not how
0: I was raised. Like, yeah.
1: I'll never bash him. Um, because I still have so much love in my heart for him. Yeah. I trust me, I wish I could snap my fingers and turn that off. Girl, I think.
0: I've been there. I think I we think, all have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think healing would be a lot easier if I just woke up one day and was like, huh. My memory has gone, but I don't. Um, So I'll never bash him. But I do want to just share my story and my truth. And I think you've been such an inspiration to be like, you know, you're you're allowed to do that. And I think for a long time I was like, no, you can't do that because you are in the public eye. And what's going to happen and who's going to judge you. Um, But if anything, I just want to hopefully be an example for other people. Because I think when I was going through all this and, you know, the ups and downs throughout the years, I wish I had. I wish I had known of you. I wish I had yeah. known of your podcast. I wish I had read your book because I think I would have found so much strength. I think I would have been able to make decisions sooner. I don't think I would have completely lost myself. Right. Um, I don't think I would have you know, um, had so little
0: confidence. So that's you know kind of why I'm here. And I want to reaffirm that because when you reached out to me and you were like, okay, I'm really nervous, but I think I want to come on and share my story, it it was so genuine and coming from a place of like i just can't keep tiptoeing around it mm-hmm. and it weighs heavily on my heart to have people assume things when i could be sharing it and clearing the air in a respectful way and leading by example and helping other women in the process right so i wholeheartedly like want people to know that this yeah. isn't like some dramatized like (laughs) exclusive episode like it's truly someone who has been really fucking hurt in a really devastating way and is now trying to reclaim some of that power by sharing her story and Mm -hmm. allowing it to affect and help others right yeah
1: no you hit the nail on the head with that one and I just remember texting you and I was like shaking. I'm like, oh my God, what if she says no and tells me I can't be on her Oh podcast? my god, Morgan. What if she's like, um, I don't want You're you on my so podcast? So cute.
0: What made what made you want to cause like you probably had you could have had your pick from a good number of shows.
1: In a weird way, like, this is gonna sound I I'm not stalking you or not creepy, but like I just felt like I trusted you. Like I really feel like what you've been through, I related. Two, especially when I got back from Hawaii, Um, I know I've kind of told you this, but your book was part of my nightly routine. When I was alone in my apartment, that first month was the hardest month I've ever gone through. I've never felt so alone, so confused. And every single night, I'm going to get emotional, but every single night I would sit in bed. um, And it's it's hard, especially in a breakup, because you don't have someone to text anymore. You don't have the good morning text. You don't have the good night text. I literally would sit in bed alone. I'm tired of bothering my family. I'm like, Hey, you guys can go to bed. Don't text me. But I would open up your book and I'd read one chapter a night. Just one. Cause Mm. I, I didn't want it to end. Like I felt like your story and like seeing you heal was helping me heal. And I was kind of nervous. like at the end of the book. Cause I'm like, all right, Gabrielle healed by the end of this book. What if I finish the last chapter and I'm not healed? So I read it as slow as I could.
0: I love Um, that. And I'm like, psych, there's a whole sequel to go through. Um, <laughs> I love that. Twist. So like we were just hanging out in bed every exactly. night. Exactly. <laughs> like you were part of
1: my, my healing process. So when I finally was like, okay, I think I want to go on a podcast. You were at the top of the list because I don't know. I feel like, especially with reality TV, people want, they want the juice, the tea, the yeah. drama. And that's what I didn't want. Yeah. I didn't want to go on and have someone be like, oh, so give me more. Like what? You know, do you have receipts? Right. And I was like, Gabrielle's not going to do that. You know, I feel like she's the one person who understands and she'll be able to pull the information from me that I probably couldn't give mm. to anyone else. Mm. Um, so that's why I reached out
0: to you and I I stand behind that decision. Oh, <laughs> I love that and I'm honored. Um, with that, let's pull some information out of you. <laughs> Anyways, back to your question uh, about the red flags. Yeah, that I so, skirted around. So what were the initial red flags that you were like, oh shit?
1: Um, there was, I mean, there was a lot. I think anytime you get sent a screenshot, you need to believe that, Mm. um, because people aren't going out of their way to Photoshop stuff. Right. Um, and I, I believe that they did because anytime I would, you know, a lot of women, the internet is a ruthless place. Yeah. They would send me, you know, questionable screenshots or something like that. And I would, you know, present the information because I think throughout the relationship, that's what I tried so hard on is to not get angry Mm -hmm. and to present things calmly and peacefully. And it always blew up in my face. And that's Mm. why I was like, God, like, what are you doing wrong? You're not working hard enough. You need to be better, quieter, um, nicer, um, less confrontational. And no matter what I did, it was, it just, it never worked for me. So
0: you were getting DMs. On your Instagram from women and they were screenshots between women and your ex.
1: Right. And it was, you know, it was always just questionable, like... Like flirty? Like in, insinuating things. Yeah. Like, you know, like whatever, emojis that are insinuating, stuff like that. So I would be sent that. Um, on, I remember on one occasion I was sent like actual text messages and that wrecked my life. Like I that was one of the hardest things ever. And you know, looking back, I'm like, god, why didn't he, you should have left. You
0: should have left.
1: Um and I think that so many
0: people say yeah. that when they have hindsight and they like oh, look yeah. back on it. So you are not alone in that. For sure.
1: And you know, I think that's another reason why I wanted to come on the podcast because I get a lot of messages of people being like your strength is so admirable. You know, I look up to you. You're a strong woman. You left a lot. I I can't do that in my own relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I'm honored that you think that, but you don't know the whole story because part of me feels like a fraud. Right. Um, I still do think I'm strong because I did leave. Um, but it took me. It took me a few years to gain the confidence. And I we can kind of dig into when that moment happened. But there were so many red flags. Um so
0: your these screenshots that like the text message one, for example, mm-hmm. was that like blatant and he was like, No, someone photoshopped it, or was it just questionable flirty messages?
1: It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> questionable. It was, you know, there was, you know, some other girl and at the time, and I thought this was okay, and now I'm like, it was not okay, you know, going <laughs> Morgan have a little self-respect. But it was like, oh, well, at the time we weren't that serious. Mm. You know, we weren't as serious as we were now. And I, at this point, well, I mean, the whole relationship, I, there was so much love and I just cared so much that I was willing to believe anything. I was willing to make any excuse to be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. That's, and I put the blame on myself. I wholeheartedly took all of that and I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like I should have had that conversation and sooner and I should have been the one to be like, hey, like. Do you see me as this? Like, are you talking to other people? Because I'm not. You know, I just assumed we're in this committed right, relationship. Right. And, you know,
0: no, that wasn't my fault. No, not at, at all. all. So when you would bring him these screenshots, what was his response? Um, like, what was the excuse of to where these came from or what they were?
1: I mean, sometimes it was, you know, you. it always came back to, you can't believe the people on the internet. They're out to get you. They're out to get us. Like they see a happy relationship. They're going to do whatever they can to ruin that. Um, I've been in, you know, on TV for so long, they see my success. So people are going to try and tear that down. You know what you signed up for.
0: Um, You're like, yeah, but this is a screenshot. Right. So like, what was the excuse for that screenshot? Was it, it's Photoshopped? Was it, it's like, it was always just
1: like, that that's not real um it was either that's not real or I meant nothing by that you know okay. that that meant nothing it was it was a joke or um you know I was just
0: bored um no, what, what kind of okay that's <laughs> like the if for any men that are listening that is the lamest excuse I've ever heard um but so do you realize looking back on it now when you went to your ex and was like hey in the calmest way you could to like try and keep the peace and presented the information and like asked for answers from your partner. And then it blew up into a fight mm-hmm. and you were left being feel like, am I fucking crazy? Should I not have done that? I need to be better. I need to be quieter. That is textbook gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? I know that. Can now. you admit to that? No, I, I know yeah. that now.
1: Um, I've, really really since the end of this relationship been trying to educate myself on gaslighting and what that looks like because at the time I you know I hadn't heard that word I think my mom brought it up a few times because I mean my poor family they saw me go from like a happy-go-lucky like I've always struggled with anxiety but like it was manageable and I went to this girl who had constant anxiety constant tears like I I couldn't check my phone in the morning without like getting sweaty palms. Like anytime I would go through the message request, I, I was so nervous of what I might find out. And I'm like, now looking back, I'm like, that's a red flag. Yeah. Like you should be able to wake up and be like, Oh cool. Like who's messaging me? Like, awesome. They want to link. Um, <laughs> they want to know something about me. It's not like,
0: No, instead, you're like, who's going to blow up my life this morning because of my relationship? What
1: am I going to have to deal with? You know, what am I? And I would get so nervous not to even see it. I think I kind of knew in the back of my head, you're going to see this a few more times. I was so nervous what I was going to do with that. Yeah. Because part of me is like, it's a lot easier to just not say anything. Um, But if you do say something, you risk, you know. Getting in a fight and the silent treatment and whatever red I, flag, I, I red knew flag, I was gonna have to red deal, flag. <laughs> I knew that I was gonna have to deal with. So like, yeah, that's a red flag. And you know, if anything that I want people to learn from what I went through is, you cannot ignore that gut feeling. Yeah, that the surge, yeah, the surge <laughs> from your book. That's the one term I'll never forget. That and the thought onion. Um, but that's the second you described that, I was like, oh my god. That is the feeling I have gotten, and it with I don't even know how to describe how it it feels, but it's that pit in in your stomach, and you'll feel it, and that is your intuition saying something, yeah, and it's never incorrect. And if that is what I learned from this, is I was right the whole time, and the more I ignored the red flags, the more I ignored the surge, the intuition, the more I lost myself, yeah. Um, so when you feel that the first time, you've got to act on it because if you ignore it, you know, it's going to keep coming up and you're probably going to keep the, you're going to ignore it one time and then two times. And then by the end, you don't, you don't even know who to believe. You don't, you don't trust yourself anymore. And that's towards the end because I ignored so much. I didn't trust myself. I didn't know what was up, what was down, what was right, what was wrong. I was just trying
0: to figure my shit out. Yeah. And that's terrifying yeah. to like be in that space of like, ignoring your gut and trying to push it down and the anxiety keeps building and keeps building and keeps building like that's exhausting to go through in what's supposed to be your like kind of safe haven space right so take me through the time like kind of the week where you actually really got hardcore like unrefutable this is happening proof
1: um so it it kind of started. I was going to Texas to visit two girlfriends and I had planned this for a while and this has been the surge happened. <laughs> and I, you know, I shouldn't have ignored that, but I was on the plane and I texted my sister and I was like, I don't think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to cancel my flight. I can't do it. She was like, what are you talking about? You've been looking forward to this trip for so long. Like, no Morgan, you need to go. And I just felt a weird feeling. And I was like, no, I think I need to stay at home. Like Cause in my head, if I stayed at home, I could control the situation and I knew I wouldn't have to stress about something. And there was like an MTV party. I was invited to it and I couldn't go. And I legitimately was going to cancel that trip so I could be there. Cause I just had an off feeling. And I was like, you know, if I go there, I'll get peace of mind and I'll know nothing has happened. I can go to sleep at night I cannot take a Xanax. Like I'll be okay. Right. And she was like, Morgan, come on. You need to start li- like giving me the sister tough love. And my sister, Alex is very good at that. Yeah. She's, she's the one to be like, yo, here's what's happening. You need to pull your head out of your ass. Like right. open your eyes. And she was like, Morgan, go like, you can't waste your life on someone else. Like you need to go see your friends. You've been talking about this for months. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go the whole entire time I was there. I, I was miserable. Mm. I couldn't focus. I was checking my phone constantly. I was wondering, you know. Oh, that's the worst. The worst feeling. And my friends, like, and I felt that I ended up having to say sorry to my friends. I was like, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I haven't been very present. Um, I don't know what's going on. I, I kind of filled them in. And I remember one of my friends, her advice was, you know, Morgan, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm. And I'll never forget that. We're eating sushi at a place in Dallas. It was very cute. And she said that. And I just like, kind of like, Froze and broke down. And I'm like, I'm not gonna admit that you're right in this moment, but I know in my head right. you are right. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire, mm-hmm. and you can't ignore that. Um, so we went throughout the weekend. Um, he picked me up from the airport on the way back, and I still felt that feeling. Something was off. I could tell between like our dynamic, takes me home, nothing is said. I'm like, oh, you know, how was it? Yeah, I'm really hungover. Okay, whatever. He goes somewhere and I enter his bedroom and the sheets had just been washed. And I, that was the moment. Like they were not put back on the bed. They were not put back. They had just been taken out of the, the washing machine and like clean sheets ready to be like put back on. And I don't know what, what made me think that, but I was like, this is off. Something is so wrong right now. And I just remember like kind of staring, like swallowing that feeling of like shit. Um, because I knew I'm like, all right, if he's hungover and he just picked me up, and he said he, you know, wasn't out that late. Why, are, you know, why?
0: <laughs> who, who gets up to yeah. just change their yeah. sheets like that? Uh, why,
1: you know, nothing else is being cleaned. I just found it so strange, but I ignored it. And I'm like, okay, Morgan, ignore. Um, and I moved on. But then it was like any room I went in, he would go in the other one. And like normally we cooked dinner together. And finally, I just remember I was like, hey, like. What's going on? Like, I feel like you're avoiding me. Like, what? What's happening? And it was, yeah. You know, oh no, you know, I'm hungover. Whatever. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I thought the, you know, the party was early. Like, I didn't know you stayed out that late. Um, and it's like, no. Like, it's fine. We'll talk tomorrow. So we went to bed, and I just remember he didn't kiss me goodnight, and that's when I was like, all right, <laughs> what? You know, I, I knew something in my heart of hearts is really wrong, but I was like, okay, ignore, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes you're hungover. Um, so woke up the next morning and everything was fine. Um, we went on, his dad was coming to town. We're planning a trip to Disney. I was like, Oh, okay. You know what? Maybe it was just a mistake. You know, Morgan, maybe you're overthinking things. You're tired. You're self-sabotaging. I'm known for self-sabotaging. I was like, maybe you're doing that. So a week goes by. Um, everything seemed kind of normal. So I wasn't stressing. I was like, okay, <laughs> you're good. You're in the clear. Like no one's calling you. You haven't gotten a DM. And then one day, um, I get a, a text and it's the text that no one wants to hear. Like, <laughs> Hey, I, we need to talk, mm. so, you know, something's wrong. And I'm like, come on. Like, I really thought like this was going to be okay. Um, so it was one of my friends, like a mutual friend between us both. So I call her and she lets me know, like, Hey, I had to you know, inform you a week ago. It was When I was out of town, um, so-and-so was brought home from the bar with him. I'm like, (laughs) whoo. That's that's hard to hear. And in that moment, I just went numb. I was like, okay. And it was the first time, and this is why I think maybe in a weird way it was fate or the clarity I needed because every other time, you know, something has happened, I haven't been with him. And it's really easy to talk yourself out of confronting someone. Mm -hmm. I can, I'm real good at that. I (laughs) hate confrontation. Um, and also it's really easy to talk your way out via text message because you can think about your response. Um, you can kind of plan that, but to find out in person, yeah, he's standing next to me. It's like, all right, what's going to happen now? Um, and that was, you know, that was tough because it was met with, you know, that's not true. That didn't happen. Um, your friend's crazy. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And it was the worst timing ever because I had to go do a freaking book club tell my book clubbers if you notice me teary-eyed in that um that's because five minutes before this all happened so I'm like (sighs) get your shit together pull it through and then I just remember the book club ended and I broke down because I knew in that moment you know this is it there's there's no way out of it at this point I had been sent you know selfie of them so I knew what she looks
0: like (laughs) and Mm. that's hard even the way that you talk about it now, you're like, that's hard to hear. And like, it was hard to see. This is someone you were with for what? Two and a half years. Yeah. Two and a half years in a committed fucking relationship. And you get the news that he brought a female home to his house where you stay. Mm -hmm. Like that's not hard to hear. That's (laughs) fucking devastating. (laughs) devastating.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to downplay it anymore. (laughs) It was fucking devastating. Um, I think what's harder is the reaction because um, in that moment I'm sobbing. I'm you know I'm packing my stuff and I'm like this is the last time I'm ever gonna be in this house where I spent oh my god I'm gonna get emotional where I spent all of quarantine you know where I watched Game of Thrones <laughs> where I had made a home essentially um, and you're leaving like you have no choice like yeah. you can't stay in this situation anymore you can't lie to yourself you're gonna lose it. Like I've had, I had one ounce of myself left and I knew in that situation, if I ignored it, like it's too far gone. And funny enough, I think the reason I had the strength in that moment to leave is a week before, uh, maybe two weeks before I had called my friend Gianna who's a saint and I, she's very, you know, faith-based and so am I. And I called her and I'm like, I just have a, a feeling like Gianna, like I need a prayer. She's like, whoa, I haven't talked to you in two months. And I'm like, right. I know. I really need, I need help right now because prior to, you know, me going out of town, like a week before I had been told by another random DM that something had happened at a bar. Um, and there wasn't a lot of proof. It was, you know, just some young girl being like, you know, this happened. So-and-so made out with so-and-so and, I couldn't shake that. I could not ignore that one for some reason. That one was eating my soul. Um and I was just like, what do I do? Like I don't want to believe it. I really don't want to believe it. I wholeheartedly like I want my person so badly to just look at me and think that I'm enough and look at me and you know, have all my hard work be enough. Like I just I don't want to admit that I failed that You know i wasn't pretty enough i wasn't confident i wasn't smart enough whatever was in my head at that time which Mm -hmm. i know now was not true yeah that's how i felt i'm like oh my you're no matter what you do it's not ever enough (laughs) you're failing so i called her and i'm like can you just send me a prayer i need clarity whatever that looks like whatever god wants to show me via that like i need something to smack me so hard in the face that I have no choice, Yeah, that it, that is my answer. So then fast forward to me getting this phone call, I'm packing my stuff. And I remember I set my bag down and I'm sobbing. I just kinda like, so dramatic of me. I'm a very dramatic person. But I looked up and I was just like, thank you. Like in a weird sense, this, even though it sucks and I don't want it to happen, I knew I had to leave because this is the one time that that prayer was going to be answered. Mm-hmm. The one time it was so in my face, there was proof. Um, it was, you know, the girl who this happened with had a mutual friend and that's never happened. It's, you know, I feel like it's always been random and like, yeah, for that to happen. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is it. Pack um, your stuff. But in that moment, you know, all I wanted was a hug. I wanted... I wanted, and I'm sorry, I wanted accountability, essentially that any sort of comfort. And I was met with, you know, kind of like coldness. Um, I don't know if that, you know, is because it was happening and it was denial or it was shock on his end. But it was, you know, I didn't do it. I think that was the last thing I heard as I walked out and shut, shut the door behind me was, you know, I didn't do it. And I think that's what's hard because- you know, two and a half years down the drain. Yeah. (laughs) All you really want to hear is, you know, I made a mistake or, you know, you were enough and this, it it just wasn't meant to be, or I was unhappy or just an explanation in general, because God, the last four months, all I've been doing is replaying my head. Like you're always going to replay it if you don't get answers or closure. What did you do wrong? Like, was it unhappiness was, and now I'm learning. I think this is just, um, you know a repeated behavior possibly um but yeah I I didn't get that in the moment which is why I think it's been very very difficult for me
0: yeah because there's no accountability there's no apology there's no like closure to Mm -hmm. that that person that you spent so much of your time with right And it, I want to point out the fact that if you guys aren't watching this episode on YouTube, please go look at Morgan's Instagram so you can like see (laughs) the person that's talking in front of me right now. Um, I growing up, like if you had to be like, who's the typical, like quintessential beautiful girl that you (laughs) would be like, this is who I would want to look like. I would have said you. Aww. Um I Thanks. came home from like when we did, you know, our first podcast day and looked at photos and was like, I feel so pretty and then I stand next to Morgan. <laughs> no, no, no. It's true. I'm not saying it to try and blow smoke up your ass. It's genuinely true. So, I'm bringing this up so that people can see someone that I feel is like, you know, what people mm-hmm. would strive to look be like your, you know, physique, everything you still are in a relationship where you feel like, oh, if I just went to the gym more, oh, if I just like kept up my appearance more, oh, if I just did this more and feeling like you're not enough on that level, it it doesn't matter what you what you look like, who you are. Mm-hmm. It's the person that you're in a relationship with. They can still make you feel like you're mm-hmm. not enough. And if you don't harness that self-love to really be like, no, no, this is, this is my worth. I know that. And no one's gonna take that from me. Mm-hmm. It's insane to see someone like you go through that.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I think I'm all about silver linings. I think if you follow me on Instagram, I'm always talking about like this shitty thing really happened to me. But like there's a silver lining to everything. And I try and stay positive. And I think that is a silver lining to this. I think I had to be completely broken down at my lowest point and trust me me crying on a futon in my parents hotel in Hawaii was my lowest point like like my dad holding me because I couldn't stand like I was just so wrecked but looking back on that like I think I had to go through that to have the self-love that I have now yeah because had this all not happened I don't think I ever would have looked inside you know I liked myself I loved I was confident um but I didn't realize my worth yeah And I think when you have it all taken away from you and you're forced to rebuild it, that's when you really start to learn how awesome you are, how much you are worth, how you will find the person who can give you the love that you give them um, and that you deserve it. Because I think for the longest time, especially in those two and a half years, I just didn't think I deserved it. Yeah. I thought this is the best I'm going to get it. Take it, you right. know, make the best out of it. Smile. There's a lot of good moments. I, I don't want to, you know, diminish like, cause I feel like if you look at my Instagram, yeah, we had a lot of happy months. We traveled and I got to see the world and I had a best friend. Um, but there was a lot that was wrong and I just chalked it up to, well, you deserve that. And now I realize like, no, you don't No, You, you fuck deserve no. the best.
0: Yeah. Fuck. No, you did not deserve any of that. Um, So right after this happens, you have this family trip planned to Hawaii (laughs) and you're like, great timing. Great. Like, let's go with the family and, you know, fucking in paradise when I'm dying on the inside. So when you're in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. a video leaks. Oh, yeah. Take Um, me through how you found out and what happened.
1: So I, you know, was in Hawaii. This is God, that was the hardest, the hardest moment because I'm very close with my parents and my sister. And we had, we always do a family trip with COVID. We had pushed it back like four times. So finally we are going, I get to be with them. And I, I just felt guilty. I felt like this is the one time, I don't know how long, you know, I hate to be morbid, but like, I don't live near my parents. I don't know. Something could happen. I don't know. Like this might be the last time I get to go on a vacation with them. That's so morbid. I'm sorry, mom no, I got a trauma yeah. brain. I'm
0: the same <laughs> yeah, way. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you don't
1: know. Like you've got to t- enjoy the little moments. So I was just, I felt so guilty being so upset. And I think, and I'll never forget my mom. Cause I, I was crying and I was just like, I don't know. Like I'm not strong enough to get through this. I'm not strong enough to go home and face people in my new life. And she was like, Morgan, you're the strongest person I know. Like the fact that you came on this vacation and you put a smile on and you went hiking and you went to the beach and yeah, no, I wasn't happy all the time, but I did my best to make sure that my parents and sister, like we could enjoy our family time. And she was like, no, that is strength because mm. a lot of people would have, and they would have been okay with it. Like they wouldn't have cared, but a lot of people would have just sat in their hotel room, you know, cried and I'm all for that. Whatever you need to do to cope. But in that moment, I needed to be with my family and I needed, I needed some happy memories. Yeah. Because looking back, yeah, there's a lot of dark memories with that trip, but there's a lot of happiness because I thank God knew I needed to be with my family in that yeah. moment. I could not go back to my apartment alone. I was so devastated. Um, But fast forward to the video. We went stargazing on top of the Hyatt which by the way if you go back it's lovely. Yeah. Um came back and I you know I was feeling pretty good. I'm like, "Oh, nature's great for healing. Like I highly recommend that for anyone." Um and then the DMs. Um I got quite a few messages being, "Oh my god, did you see this? Like this T-page
0: just posted this." Like then people start tagging me in the video and uh, and I know that fucking surge when you see something and your whole body just goes numb and it's the worst feeling to ever experience. It's awful.
1: And like the gut wrenching anxiety, you feel that I don't know. And it's embarrassment a little bit because up until this point I knew about what happened, but the world didn't. (laughs) I had mentioned, you know, like a blurb on my Instagram about, you know, being hurt. But other than that, like there wasn't really that much information. And then for everyone to send me that, I just felt so violated. And also I think, you know, it's different hearing your partner did something. It's different, you know, maybe seeing a photo or someone being like, well, there's proof, but to see it in front of your face, like the guy that I thought I was the only one kissing and the one that I loved more than anything, like to see him, so willingly kiss another girl in such a public place in a bar um that was devastating um so i just remember i completely broke down but silver lining of that (laughs) (laughs) that now i'm realizing four months later is i think that was the catalyst of me being like okay you know it's out it's public knowledge you need to share Mm. there's no more hiding. You freaking work on social media. Like you can't just go sling a bunch of Instagram ads and be like, use my discount code. Right. Um, and put on a happy face. And one, I never could do that. That's I think what was weighing so heavily on me is cause the time this happened, I called my manager. I'm like, cancel every ad. I'm not posting. I'm not pretending. I'm not taking people's money when I'm devastated. Cancel them all. Yeah. So I think that was seeing that video was like, okay. You're gonna speak on it, like address it, you know. However, you feel comfortable, um, but you need to say what happened. You need to just say that you're betrayed and you're cheated on, and your Instagram's gonna look a little different for a while. I'm not gonna be shimming and dancing and posting fun workouts. Like, I'm gonna just be doing my best. You know, keep my job, keep the commitments I had with the ads, but it's gonna look different. And I, I, I did put out, you know, a blurb,
0: and a freak, of course,
1: and then the news outlets call, and I'm like. Oh leave me alone like yeah. I don't want it. I just well wanna... it's
0: so different going on through something like that in such a public forum it's... like it's not nobody prepares you for that no
1: like no yeah no one writes a book of like hey when e-news calls here's how you should respond I'm like what yeah.
0: like
1: I'm a girl from Granbury Texas population 10,000 like I don't <laughs> know how this works yeah. like I just want to feel okay I want to it, it was just, it was devastating. I don't wish it on my worst enemy going through that. And I think it's also different for people, you know, like my ex who, yes, is on reality TV, but doesn't work on. So, you know, like if, if you take a break and you don't answer messages, right. you know, life's going to go on. You have a job. Yeah. It, your job is to go on TV. My job, though I'm very grateful for my job, my job is to post on Instagram. Right. My job is to respond to people, engage. Yeah. Um make them feel like they know me. Like that's what pays my rent. Yeah. (laughs) So it was, it was very different coping with that in that sense. And that was always, you know, kind of a big problem with the relationship is it's like, well, don't respond to the, like, just ignore it, you know, get off social media, stop, stop, checking your messages and I'm like
0: I literally can't I can't like yeah.
1: I, I don't I don't know how to I, much more I can scream that from the rooftop. Right. I'm like I can't <laughs> I want to ignore
0: these people yeah. trust me so what was in the video that you watched and um, that the it, world it's watched? it's a very
1: short clip it's not like oh my god like where's the five minute video right right but it was enough for me to see what I needed to see it was you know someone filmed a clip in a bar um in like Orange County which is like close to you know where we spend our, a lot of our time and it's just you know them kissing or like his arm around her, and I think that was the frustrating part for me is I see all the comments, I see the messages, and yeah. I got a lot of messages being, oh, don't worry about it, like that's just a fan and they're hugging, and I'm like, no, it's uh, not, uh, like <laughs> it, it. Trust me, like I I've been made aware of who the girl is. Mm-hmm. I I know what she looks like. I. No, it's not. It's Is that not the girl bad. that was in
0: the selfie? Yeah. So that's the girl that yes. went home and slept in the bed. Yes. And then um, had the sheets changed the next day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's heavy, um, dude. That's fucking heavy.
1: Yeah. And it's, I just look back on it and I just feel, and it's not my fault. I know that now, but I feel like a fool because I smiled and I made the bed. <laughs> right. Not knowing. Um,
0: And you know but I. But you know what? Let me just, sorry to cut you off and I mean this in the nicest way possible, but like fuck him for doing that. Like fuck him for allowing you to make the bed when he knows damn well another woman was sleeping in it and the only reason you need to make the bed now is because he felt grimy about it and had to wash the fucking sheets. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. Yeah. So like I love you and respect you and I think (laughs) you are so sweet and beautiful for coming on and sharing your story in such an amazing way so I don't want to push you to say anything negative against him so I will (laughs) that's fucking bullshit yeah that's not okay Right. the disrespect of that situation alone is not okay yeah
1: and I I mean I, I agree wholeheartedly and but that's I and I I think that's why when people look at me on social media and they're like trust I've seen those comments too like oh my god stop crying like you know get over it like get out there start dating like why are you still upset and I'm like because that shit is heavy that yeah. weighs on a person like and it wasn't that one instance like you know there was a lot you know that had beaten me down um but that was you know the cherry on top and that's that's trauma I'm, I'm working yeah. on it I'm in therapy I'm a huge advocate for going to therapy yes. I wish more than anything um, that my ex, you know, would have listened to the importance of therapy because I tried. I was like, oh my God, like, come with me. Um, I think this would be beneficial, but you, you can't force that upon anyone. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's why I'm struggling so much. And I'm still, you know, the I, I know it's true, but part of me, you know, play, you play mind games and it's, I literally was calling my mom this morning and I'm like, mom, do you think it's, really true and she's like are you freaking kidding like are you really and I'm right like, I know but like and it's like no you've got to trust and believe the people who are telling you stuff and yes. I was told stuff and
0: and believe the facts that yeah. you're you're being told and like the proof that is in front of your face that you're seeing right, right. so after all of this kind of broke mm-hmm. publicly um there were some emails exchanged
1: so and that's that's you know that's the question everyone asks like have you guys made contact blah 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 um no there there really hasn't been which has been tough um there were uh, emails you know sent three to be <laughs> to be exact um the first kind of you know saying i left his house and I don't, an email just feels so impersonal. Like it's I think, so like, formal. Like yeah, it's so like you couldn't text. So you couldn't formal. I don't
0: know. <laughs> it's yeah.
1: I'm like, I'm i I'm an advocate for texting. Just text me all your words. Like, right. I don't know, I don't want an email. It's so weird. But yeah. I got an email before I left. That was incredibly difficult to read because it was, you know, kind to, to an extent of like, you know, I can't let people in. It's not you. It's, it's, it's me. Um, and it was an apology, but anytime there's an apology and it's there's an excuse after, yeah. it diminishes the apology. Yeah. It takes away, you know, the meaning. It takes away, you know, the
0: gen, genuine, genuine. How genuine it is. I was like trying <laughs> to can, help she you. She can't talk today. because no, like, I don't have a word for that either. <laughs> genuineness.
1: Okay. We're well, going to have to dictionary that one. Um, But yeah. So, so I got, you know, I got emails and the first one was, you know, kind of that of, um explaining why this had to happen um it's hard even saying it um cuz i don't i don't believe it but essentially along the lines of you know the pandemic happened our relationship was great then but i had to go back to work so you know i kind of knew that this relationship wasn't going to work and i'm like what <laughs> that's what that what okay Um, and you know, it was nothing more than a drunken flirtation. And, you know, like I, I, I'd have to like go back and like reread that email. I try and avoid doing it, but you know, I knew, I knew that was going to happen and I knew that was going to come out and I knew that was going to get back to you. And that was kind of my way out. Mm. And that's devastating to hear. Yeah. That's.
0: Like, instead of just, like, grow a pair of balls and be like, hey, I don't really want to be in a relationship with you anymore. But I don't
1: even, I think that's the thing for me. It's like, I don't even think it was, it, I, that's the thing. I don't know. Um, because then you rack your brain and it haunts me because it's, you know, is that true? Is yeah. that an excuse? Is it, did you do something wrong? Like, what? Like, why were we planning a trip the, ne- the next week? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. It was very difficult for me to grasp. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know. I think in that moment, I just wanted, hey, like, you're awesome. Yeah. This happened. I'm sorry. And it's not going to happen again. Right. Um, but whatever.
0: <laughs> and it's just, that's so disrespectful to be like, I, I did this publicly so that you would find out and I would have an out.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the frustrating part for me is, well, okay, it happened then why not tell me immediately, you know, yeah. why, why wait a week and make me find out, like make me embarrassed, you yeah. know, I don't know. It, it makes, it's, it's just hurtful. It's all around just so hard for me to grasp, Yeah. but I'm learning, you know, with time that I may never understand it and that's okay. Yeah. It's not for me to understand. I'm the only one who can kind of give myself the closure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, that was the email. And then you know, the next one was kind of, um, you know, the, the media, um, you know, here's everyone talking, like, let's give our relationship compassion. Um, I don't know. It was, it, that was hard because give oh,
0: her- where was the compassion for you? Right.
1: Um, I'm like, what? I, I feel like I haven't gotten any compassion. Yeah. Like, and now, now I'm supposed to not say anything. Um, that didn't feel right to me um so that was difficult and then yeah the last one was after i kind of did did speak out and still not saying anything bad i'm i'm still <laughs> i'm still i don't know if you're i'm i'm never going to say anything bad i that's i don't have anything bad to say about you but and then you know the last one was just angry um that i i did say something and that was hard cuz that was that was the last one. And I I knew that was probably the last contact. Um, I and that know. was
0: literally you just saying on your Instagram, I'm heartbroken. I was cheated on and like, I'm healing. Mm-hmm. Like that was the consensus of what you wrote. Yeah. So is there fear now with this airing? Because you know, he's going to listen to this. <laughs> um, what up dude? <laughs> Hi, it's my friend Gabrielle. <laughs> nice to meet you. Love you on the show. Um, Awkward. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so much fear, so much fear, and not only with that, but there's there's fear. I mean, I'm putting myself out there. I think anytime yeah. I said this on my Instagram last night, anytime you put yourself out there for the world to see, some people are going to agree with it, some people aren't, and hundred percent freaking terrifying. Yep. Um, especially because it's a lot easier to just be quiet. It's a lot easier to just fade into the background, but. I don't know. I I still stand behind. I I just didn't feel right doing that. And I want other women to look at this and say, oh my God, she was able to do it on a freaking public platform. Um, I can do it. I can stand up for myself knowing that, you know, I don't have to deal with the hordes of people judging me. Like, so yeah, you can do it and you do deserve to do that for yourself. Um, because you have one life to live. Like it's not worth staying somewhere where you're unhappy. Yeah. I, I, I always tell people I'd rather be alone and have my own happiness than to be somewhere where I'm, yeah, I'm comfortable. It's, yeah. It's cozy. I, I know what to expect, but deep down, I'm really unhappy. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's, it's, it's never worth that. And mm-hmm. you know, there's sometimes, you know, with the whole, let's give our relationship compassion. And I know a lot of people do this. Like I, I have an interview coming up in a few weeks with a dear friend of mine. And when their relationship ended, it was like, well, let's like really preserve what we had and not speak about it like publicly or Mm -hmm. what, if you ever do, don't say A, B, and C. And it's like, the bottom fucking line is that if people wanted to be spoken about, written about, (laughs) talked about in a better way, they should have fucking behaved better. Right. Because once something happens to you in your life, you own that. Mm -hmm. You own what happened to you. You're now dealing with recovering from trauma, trying to fucking heal, doing it in a public eye, which is really hard. And you own that. Like that's Mm -hmm. your story. That's your shit to be able to share. And nobody should be able to make you feel like that is not okay. Right. So I'm so freaking proud of you <laughs> for deciding to come on and do it in such a, in such a, like you've taken the high road in every aspect of this. You know, There's hasn't been one moment where it's felt like, mm-hmm. you can see how much love you still have for him. And I know that that's frustrating probably. Hell
1: yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways
0: because you're like, I'm ready to fucking let this fool go. Um, and it's very apparent. So the strength to, you know, walk through that still, still with having that love for that person is really inspiring to watch. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Well, you wrote a book about it and, I, <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I really do go back to that. Cause I remember, God, I, I referenced my mom a lot. Hi mom. I talk, I talk to my mom <laughs> literally every hour of every day. She's my best friend, but I remember talking to her and at first she was like, you know, Morgan, like, Sometimes I, I rush to decisions and she was like, I want you to think through this. You know, do you want to do a podcast? Do you, do you want to say all this? Like, yeah. not that she thinks that I shouldn't, but no, my mom's the same way. Yeah, are, are you sure you want to deal with what it's going to bring, what it's going to yeah. bring, what it could possibly bring. And then I, I sat and I sat in my thoughts and I was like, Gabrielle wrote a book about this. Like she wrote a book and there's so much strength in that. And like, I can't imagine like what you went through, like, and I'm, I'm on a 45 minute podcast. Like you opened up and you've helped so many women. You've helped me. You helped me through one of the darkest places I've ever been. And I'm like, you know what? I want, I want to be a light. I've I've always strived to be a role model for women to be a light. And I'm like, no, if this, yeah. Okay. If I get 99 bad comments and people hate it and they think I'm a liar. Okay. But if I get one female who reaches out and is like, I was in a dark place and you pulled me out of it. I think that's worth it. Yeah. Cause I I think up until this moment, okay, I'm only 27. I have a lot of life to (laughs) live, but I've struggled. Like what's my purpose? I think everyone wants to know what their purpose is for a long time. I'm like, oh, it's workouts. I like bringing people, you know, joy through working out and endorphins, or I I like content creation. I, I like bringing people fashion videos, but Really after this breakup, I think my purpose is being vulnerable, being open and making people feel like they're not alone. Yes, I think with social media and all the people we see, like actors, reality stars, influencers, I look at their life and I'm like, what on earth? Like you guys are perfect. Do you guys cry? Do you have emotions? Like even when you go through hardships, we don't see it. So how do you think that makes us feel? I feel like a fool crying every day. And I'm like, no. I'm gonna make sure Instagram knows, yeah, I do cry every day. Yep. And yeah, I go to therapy. And yeah, I struggle. And I'm a human and I just happen to have 300,000 people watching me
0: struggle. Right, and shit's fucking hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, and the more that people can do that and be open on social media and be like, hey, it's not all sunshine and fucking rainbows shooting out your ass, um, (laughs) the better everyone's collective mental Mm -hmm. health will be. Right. For sure. So there was a recent run-in with you two. Mm -hmm. Tell me kind of briefly how that came to be in a sense and what took place.
1: Um, Well, (laughs) that was a tough one. That was another completely unexpected happening. Um, Another theme of this episode, silver lining. Cause (laughs) I, I I did, I did learn and I, you know, you always think in your head, what's going to happen when you see that person? Like, what are you going to say? What are you going to rehearse? Trust me. I will lay in bed for hours at night thinking, what do you want to say? What would you spew? Like right. get everything out there. Um, and I, I did. I did run into him and it was the opposite. <laughs> it was not anything that I wanted to say, but essentially backstory is I go to Reiki. I love Reiki. If you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. Get that energy in line. Yes. Um. So I made an appointment about a month ago and it's in orange County. So I was going to my Reiki appointment and the gym I used to go to is across the street from the the appointment. So I was like, okay, like I'll make a day. I'll, you know, I went to Starbucks to work. I'll go to the gym. I'll go to Reiki. I'll go home. Um, I, ironically I almost canceled my appointment that morning, which is why I'm like, you know, it's hard, but maybe this was meant to happen. Maybe this is God saying, you know, I needed to be there cause I literally was typing a texter and I was about to be like, Nicole, like I'm not coming. I'm feeling good. I don't need energy. Like my energy is good right now. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Don't be rude. Don't be an asshole. Everyone hates the girl that cancels the day of. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. So I'm, you know, an hour before my appointment at the gym working out and I get a tap on my shoulder and it's him. And that, that was hard. That it was like an out of body experience.
0: I just, I've had those.
1: I didn't know what to say. Um, because I'm like, Oh my God, like you rehearse in your head, like get every emotion out. This might be your only time. like, hadn't really spoken. Um, and in that moment, I just, I froze like everything went numb. Um, it was strange. I still, you know, feel like it wasn't real. Um, but I think I needed to be in that moment to realize, cause I think part of you always romanticizes, yeah. especially if you, you've cut all contact and there has been really no contact. I, I choose personally not to follow on social media. I choose for my own mental health to just remove myself. Yes. I don't listen to the podcasts. I've seen the messages, guys. I don't listen to the podcast. Um, but in that moment, um, it's weird, <laughs> you, yeah. see, you see them. Um, but I learned, you know, you can't romanticize because in my head I'm like, oh, if I see him, is it drop to your knees? I'm sorry, like I miss right. you, I want you back. And I think the thing I learned was, things haven't really changed. Um, you know, my favorite quote, um, Doctor Phil, um, <laughs> you can't change what you don't acknowledge. Yeah, and I think in that moment I learned there's still no acknowledgement. Um, and that's all I really want. Is, no acknowledgement to the cheating. Right. It's it's you know, you know I I I did kiss the girl, which ladies like that that is still that a is form. fucking <laughs> cheating.
0: Just like PSA
1: that for everybody is still out a there. Form like- of it, but it's. There was nothing, you know, beyond that. Um, and that's that's just so hard to hear. Like, it's yeah. still incredibly difficult um, because you just want that piece of closure. And I think in that moment, I had to be in that moment. Um, I had to be at that gym at that specific random time to know you will not get your closure from this, Morgan. You could spend 10 years wishing yeah. for a certain answer. You could spend 10 years hoping and praying that maybe you'll understand um, why why it happened, or maybe you'll understand that it wasn't you, it was him, or um, that you were enough, because I think that's what I battle with to this day, is like, Jesus, like, how does someone try so hard and come up so short? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to be in that moment to realize, I'm not going to get that. Like, I'm going to get the closure from myself, yeah. from healing, from taking the lessons that I've taken from this. Um, so yeah not not my favorite run-in, but no there's but a learning needed experience. to happen. Yeah, for it, sure. it needed to happen and
0: Because ultimately the closure can't come from the other person, no matter how much no. we want it to, and we want that like accountability or that apology or that peace of mind. None of that is their responsibility, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. If they're a good person, they will, you know, offer that to you and try and like give that to you. But that's not their responsibility at the end of the day. Right. It's our responsibility to be like the disrespect of the situation, me not being treated what I'm worth, that's the fucking closure. Mm-hmm. And you have to make peace with that and be like, and that's the the end of that story.
1: Right, exactly. Um and even if even if someone did say like something right, you know, even if you feel like they're going to give you the closure, unless you really give it to yourself, really love yourself, I don't think you'll even cl- get closure from them. Like, I I think in my head, if he had been like, oh my God, this happened and this happened and you were right. But in my head, I still am like, oh, you're not enough. Like, we're going to work a little harder. I'm still going to be lingering on this. You know, like I'm still not going to get the closure. So like, screw getting closure from someone else. Trust me. I have thought about this day in and day out for four months. Um, No, it's going to come from you. Yeah. Got to be confident in yourself, in your worth, what
0: you deserve um. Yeah. Give it to yourself. You owe it to yourself. Yes. Yes. If you could give everyone listening that's going through something similar mm-hmm. to this one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh
1: man. Okay. I have a couple. Okay. Cause I wrote notes before hit, this. Hit <laughs> us with them. <laughs> hit them. Type A um, <laughs> right over here. Um. I'd say first, God, pay attention to the red flags, that yeah. gut feeling. Do not ignore it. You will regret it later in life. Um, also something I learned is you can't change someone. Yep. I think I spent two and a half years s- thinking I could thinking I'm the girl, you know, everyone else failed, but I'm the one, I know I'm special and I know I can change someone and you can't. Yeah. Um, all you're going to do is change yourself in the process. You're going to lose every ounce of you and they're going to be the same because all your work's not going to work. Cause unless someone wants to change themselves nothing's going to happen.
0: Amen to that. Um,
1: And I, I, you know, I learned that the hard way. So please pay attention to that. Um, and lastly, you know, know your worth. Don't, don't be scared because trust me, I'm scared right now. (laughs) Still scared, but I'm going to tell myself I'm not, I'm scared. You know, I'll never find someone. I'll, you know, I'll be alone. I'm only 27. I know. Um, but that is a fear. Like, and I think that's what keeps a lot of people in a situation, but you will trust the process. Um, you might find it later in life. Yeah. But I I'd rather find the right person later in life than to settle for the wrong person Yeah, sooner in
0: life. What did you say to me when we went to coffee? Like you have to wait for your oh, Travis Barker. Fuck, I love that quote. Fuck staying with your Scott Disick. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Your Travis, is it Travis Barker? I yeah. always mess yeah. this one up. <laughs> Your Travis Barker's waiting for you. Like, don't settle for the Scott Disick. I don't know who messaged me on that. At and Travis Instagram. is so much hotter, anyways. So, you know, yeah.
0: yes, wait. <laughs> yeah, literally. We don't want Scott. It's like we deserve the Travises yes. of the world. Fucking they're out there. Amen to that. Um, can you tell everybody, if they're not already following <laughs> you on social media, where they can find all your yes. stuff? Yes.
1: So, always on Instagram at Morgan Lee, L E I G H, Willette. If you want to follow my blog, all my workouts, that's
0: movelikemorgan.com. That's like a one stop shop. For all things me. Yes, I love it. I am so proud of you for coming on and sharing your story. And I'm so honored that you chose my show to do it. I think the world of you and you just encompass everything that people should strive to be for on an internal level. Um, And I guess we'll end with me trying to reassure you that you are (laughs) fucking so much more than enough, dude. Thank you. I can't wait to see when other people start to recognize and acknowledge that. Thank you. Love I you, girl. It. Love you. I want to thank Morgan again for coming on and sharing her incredible story. I was so honored that she asked me to be the one to do this interview and that she wanted to come on to FML Talk to speak about this for the first time. I know it was a really big deal for her. I know she had a lot of nerves around the situation. And I'm so freaking proud of her. So I hope that... If you're listening at home, what you take from this interview is that not only are you enough and it is not your fucking fault when people make you feel less than, but have the courage to come on and share your story because so many other people will learn and heal from you doing so. As always, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. If you are not hanging out with us on Patreon, I don't know what the hell y'all are doing with your life, but we have so many seasons of mini bonus content, 10% off all of your merch, which we have some incredible new styles coming to you in a few months, and access to the private self-love Facebook group. As always, I love you so much and have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies
1: others as a woman.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.